NPR Bets Daily. It's RK, it's Professor Dre, and it's winners. So many winners. Dre, sports comeback uh, on American soil, at least major sports comeback on American soil, and both of us get hot. It's just, you could have predicted it from miles away, but you know what? it, it happened. We came through. There's a lot of pressure on us to come through. We've been talking about this, complaining about the KBO, yeah. this, that, and, you know, the other thing. And we backed it up. We backed it up uh, with a strong performance on baseball. And we topped it off with a strong performance on UFC, mm-hmm. you know, to really show not only do we do we have the old tricks, but you can teach an old dog new tricks. And now we know UFC. So huge, huge weekend and a new feature on the show. We're going back to tracking bets, but we're going to track units now as well, because that's really all that matters in the end is units. So uh, if producer Allie could bring up the records from the weekend and there you go. Boom. Beautiful. 10 and four for your boy plus almost nine units. Dre, 12 and 6, plus 7 units. Uh, and if you don't understand, you, you know, the units calculation mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. essentially a unit is a metric that everyone can understand because everyone has their standard bet. You know, whether your standard bet is $1, $5, $10, $25, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you, that's your go-to. At least it should be. You should have a unit um, that you feel comfortable with. Uh, and the more consistent you are with your units, the better chance you have of not losing big, etc. Yeah. So everyone can understand if you are if your unit is one dollar, well, I made eight dollars this weekend mm-hmm. or almost nine dollars. If your unit's twenty five, then you just take that and multiply that by twenty five to see how much you won this over the weekend. Uh, and for us, it's important because Dre, we hit a lot of underdogs, like. That's what we do around here is we nail underdogs. And when you only get one point for an underdog, there's no point in betting underdogs. It's like if three pointers are worth two pointers, you'd stop shooting threes and just, you know, shoot mid range jumpers, but they are worth more. And so you shoot them. Uh, And we shoot a lot of threes around here. So we deserve credit for them. And this weekend was a perfect example of why you shoot threes because uh, thanks to you, we hit on Verdum which yes. is plus 260. That's my biggest win of the weekend. So thank you, very Andre. Nice. Um, nice. We hit the Rockies at plus 125 on Saturday. We hit the Rockies at plus 121 on Sunday. Yep. Uh, there is an advantage to to taking underdogs now on this show, and, and we're going to be rewarded appropriately. Yeah, you had a big win that I missed out on taking Shogun Hua to go the distance. That was another big uh, upset. I mean, and we talk about it. The public loves to bet favorites and overs and the more we get into this the more we realize you know the book here is making a lot of money on dogs and unders maybe we should maybe that's the smart way to play it more so than following what the public likes to bet and that's an oversimplification but that's a you know kind of to summarize what you were saying i think that we believe we believe in in a couple things here we believe in dogs unders and we trust in denver and Mm -hmm. in our first experiment trusting Denver, trusting Colorado teams. We go two and one over the weekend. The Rockies did what I would have thought to be impossible. 
They won a road series in which their bats were ice cold. Are we living in an alternate universe, Andre? Yeah, good thing we kind of switched course pretty quickly after Friday, I think. And weren't, <laughs> weren't hammering the overs, didn't take too many of those home run props. Uh, but the big three pitchers uh, came up and showed up, and the Rockies kind of stole one, even though the bats weren't all that great. But yeah, I think that's a trend that needs to change pretty quickly. Though. Yeah, I'll say this. If John Gray, Kyle Freeland, and Herman Marquez average uh, giving up, what, like 1.35 runs? <laughs> Per game, the Rockies are gonna they're they're gonna cover our twenty six and a half. Yes, definitely, they'll be in the hunt for sure. Uh, but no, it's that was kind of weird, and uh, you know we were undecided if the if it was gonna be overs a lot early, unders a lot early. Feeling a little more like the unders right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I guess I don't know. I mean that Texas is clearly a pitcher's park. Um, which is interesting just because you, you never know, honestly, until you play games at a park, what it's going to be, which is fascinating, honestly. Yeah. Um, but the ball was not flying in that little warehouse they have going on out there. No, for a second, I thought that was the Breckenridge Brewery farmhouse they were playing. At. <laughs> that would have been so cool <laughs> with better food and beers, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a real shame. They, they, they should maybe consider that. Finally, a team would be sponsored by the right uh beer for their mm. stadium mm. um okay so we crush on uh ufc i went four and two on ufc i didn't get on quite as much as you did um but crushed ufc what'd you have on ufc five and three but split decision away from my all favorites parlay hitting and oh. that would have been beautiful also the biggest favorite of that the chimenev guy with the the beard strap there swedish guy we keep talking about he this was his second fight in like two weeks. You can't do that unless you barely were touched in one of the fights. He was barely touched in two fights in two weeks. He could fight again tomorrow and be fresh as a daisy. That guy's incredible. Keep that name in mind because he's uh you know dominating like this. He's going, he's moving up quickly. Yeah, he was scary good. Yeah, he's and he has fact. been twice now in two weeks, right? Yep. Just crazy. Uh so a, a great night. Uh, one of the better uh cards, you know, these random cards in the middle of the month that no one's expecting always end up to be the best ones no kidding seven fight main card too which was kind of weird and mm -hmm. it was fun that was a the good one old sure. guys just absolutely <laughs> smashing each other for three <laughs> rounds yeah. yeah it was wild it was i'm like who's time. grandpa walked into the ring but man the, that guy could take a punch yeah for sure. and i needed him to because <laughs> well we got a uh, we got the decision. We got the distance and the decision. Um, okay, so there you go. There you have it. Five and let's see, it was four and two for me on UFC, and then five and two, I believe, for me, or six and two. Yeah, six and two for me on baseball. So impressive. Let's go. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, okay, Dre. Jerry Judy. Remember, <laughs> you know, those of you who have been with us for a while here. Well, remember that uh, early on in the show, we talked about DNVR specials, and it's something really cool that only exists at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings, an incredible partner of ours, and they've said, hey, if there's something that you guys are interested in, you think that uh, sports fans in Denver may be interested in, send it over to us. We'll put a line on it. And we came out strong with a bunch of them. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus with sports being out. But, Dre, we've got a fresh new set. Uh, and we'll talk about these periodically, 
But man, we both scrolled down to yeah. Jerry Judy's over under on touchdowns and damn near had a cow. Because much. as you go over and you get to Broncos specials under player totals in the NFL category mm-hmm. and you scroll down, you see Jerry Judy touchdowns. Now, I ran this by some Broncos fans yesterday. Hey, where do you think this should be? And they were like, and I said, it's low. What do you think it's at? And they said, oh, I don't know, five, five and a half, six, six and a half. Mm-hmm. Lower. Reasonable numbers. Yeah. Jerry Judy touchdowns in the regular season, Andre, is set at three and a half by the good people at DraftKings Sportsbook. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. Um, I don't know what to even say about this because I think that this could be covered in the first two weeks of the season. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's a pretty decent point. Let's rein it in. You know, uh, I'm sure people maybe tuning in for the first time, just saw this flashy headline. They're saying, all right, uh, those shades must have uh, orange tinted glasses. Let's just uh, uh, historical reference here. The top three uh, producing rookie wide receivers over the last 10 years have averaged 5.7 touchdowns a season. Uh, over the last five years, that number goes up slightly to 5.8. The top rookie wide receiver the last 10 years have has averaged 7.5 touchdowns. And uh, the top Double guy this. over the last five years, 6.2. So no matter how you splice it, Jerry Judy, who, let me reiterate, for me, is the top rookie wide receiver in a historic class who dominated the the SEC for the last two years um, and was able to carve out time and look like the best receiver on a receiving core made up of nothing but standout NFL wideouts should easily cover three and a half. I mean, easily, if we just look at the historical numbers, if he can stay healthy and play, you know, 14 games, basically. And since you have those numbers right in front of you, if I ask you a specific player, will you be able to give it to me? Yeah, sure. Uh, Calvin Ridley. What did he do his rookie year in terms of touchdowns? Calvin Ridley is a great example. He had 10. He had 10. So definitely an album. And that is where I lean here because Calvin Ridley came out of Alabama, just the same as Jerry Judy. And he came out as a fantastic route runner. Mm -hmm. And I don't just point to route running because it's the way you get catches in the NFL, but route running is how you score touchdowns in the NFL, because the closer you get to the end zone, the tighter everything gets. The harder it is to separate, the less room you have to go, the less the corner has to worry about. If you just think about it, you know, if you're on your own 20 heading out, uh, the corner has to worry about left, right, over the top, coming back to you. There's so much. The further you get to the end zone, the less they have to worry about over the top. So they're, Mm -hmm. they're taking out a whole side of where they have to cover you. It makes their job a whole lot easier. You have to be able to get open in a phone booth. And that's what Jerry Judy does. It's, it's what he does. You know, mm-hmm. I've been – I'm trying to temper myself. I keep saying he walks into the league as a top 10 route runner. It could be a lot higher than that. I just – I don't want to be a little – I don't want to sound crazy on here saying he's top five, top three. But he comes in as one of the best route runners in the NFL. That's what route runner – you run routes to score touchdowns, that you get open to score touchdowns. I am mm-hmm. so unbelievably gung-ho on this line right here. Um, it is minus 150, which tells you they even acknowledge they've gone a little low here. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Like I said, I mean, 
I like I perfectly envision him scoring two touchdowns in week one. Like that just seems like I, I don't know. I, I just feel that coming. Uh, and you're halfway there with 15 games to go. I mean, and that's the thing. The, the all it takes is one good game, and you're basically there. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Another great comp uh, for Jerry Judy is the other really polished route running wide wide out to come out of Alabama in the last 10 years. Amari Cooper. He had six touchdowns his rookie year. So, I mean, those are really nice historical comparisons. You know, you have Pat Shermer, who's been able to, um, you know, still make some really young wide receivers be productive uh, the last several years. Um, And, you know, I guess it's perception. I guess it's competing for touches against guys like Cortland Sutton. And I guess there's a little bit of the unknown with the quarterback, right? Um, So I can understand why the DraftKings might not go all in on this and give you a higher number, but three and a half seems extremely, extremely conservative. Yeah. Uh, three and a half is really low. And I think it's a combination of things, Dre. I think it's a combination of no one believes in Drew Locke outside of Denver. And so they don't think there's going to be a lot of output from the offensive side of the ball. They know that Cortland Sutton exists over there. They know that Noah Faint exists out of there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon scores a lot in the red zone. And it's funny because you can put those things up as a reason why Jerry Judy won't score a bunch of touchdowns. But if you're going to do that, you also have to acknowledge that the Broncos are going to score a lot of touchdowns, which no one is doing. So um, I think four touchdowns, I mean, I truly, truly believe this is this is a money printer. Uh, I do not throw that term around lightly. I, I think I've only said it maybe four times ever on this show. But I think this one's a money printer. Yeah, I mean, I think we both agree that Jerry Judy is going to be a bit of a statistical outlier, right? He's going to fall in that rare kind of fifth 5% of, you know, the truly special guys who come into the league and are immediate contributors and just have a different level of polish, as you've mentioned with the route running and him operating in a phone booth. I'd add his releases um, just off the snap are unreal and make him especially hard to defend and are going to make him an especially intriguing weapon in the red zone, but yeah, I mean, it's just, even if he wasn't an outlier, even for just your kind of run of the mill first round wide receiver, this would be a really comfortable conservative number to throw out there. You know, I mean, even a raw guy like a DK Metcalf, you know, you'd think like, like LaVisca Chanel at Jacksonville, an offense we hate. And you know, a guy who's going to have his injury concerns and is still raw and what have you. I think we might both like the over for Visca at three and a half. Yeah, I would prefer it to be total touchdowns. I was going to say that, yep, um, exactly. which, you know, they would probably set it a little higher if they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm with you there. I mean, so conservatively, I've got Drew Locke throwing 25 touchdowns. I think the over under that DraftKings had was 22 and a half. Yep. Think of that for Jerry Judy to get this. he he needs what one eighth of that output, a little, a little less than that. Um, what's going on? Uh, well, of course, he's going to get one eighth of the output. What's got the book confounded is they only passed for sixteen last year, and outside of Cortland Sutton, six receiving touchdowns. No one had over three and a half. Noah Fant with the most at three touchdowns. So, and that's where there's the disconnect, right? You look at the Broncos pre-Drew Lock. Yeah, it's a bit of a the ball barely flies. Uh, you look at them after Drew Locke, all of a sudden things are more normalized. This is more of your run of the mill 
NFL offense when you can where you can expect run of the mill production at the very worst. Right, and for all of his great strengths, Cortland Sutton is not a red zone touchdown machine. Um, I'd argue he's at his most value between the 30 and 40 where mm-hmm. you can stretch him out a little bit mm-hmm. and, and let him go up and get it. If you like the end zone fade, well then yeah, you throw, you throw him to Cortland Sutton over anyone else on this team. Right. Um, but I don't even know if they've been successful on one of those yet to Cortland Sutton in his career. I remember Drew almost had him in Kansas city and yeah. Teron Matthew had an amazing play to knock it out. But right. they, you know, in the past, they haven't been a big fan of that play. Um, they haven't thrown a lot to Cortland Sutton. Cortland, you know, obviously you, you remember the touchdown. Brandon Allen's first touchdown, right about the 30-yard range. Drew mm-hmm. Locke's first touchdown, right about yeah. the 30-yard range. So he's he's going to make plays in, in the red zone for sure, and I'm not saying he's not capable of it. But I have a I think it's a very possible scenario where Drew Locke falls in love with Jerry Judy on third downs in red zone situations. Yeah, totally especially when he's going to get less attention and you can move him around. That's the other factor in this is Judy's versatility, being able to line up outside or in the slot makes him a little harder to key in for defenses. So yeah. And look, the beauty of three and a half is defense. We're going to hit that over before defenses adjust, right? Mm -hmm. We'll be at four touchdowns and then it's like, "Ah, actually in the red zone, he's the guy we need to key in on. That's fine. We've moved on to our next Jerry Judy prop. You know, we're, we're all good. Yeah, and like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. If Jerry Judy didn't have one touchdown every other game for the first eight games, I would be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, right. I, this is always a fun way to look at it. Where would you need it to be set for to you take. to stay away? Or to take the under. To take the under, yeah. I don't start to think about it until seven and a half. Yeah. And even then I, I, I wouldn't want the under just because I, I realize the ceiling is so high. I would just say mm-hmm. ah, seven and a half. That's pretty high. You know, you right. can't count on seven touch or you can't count right. on eight touchdowns from any one guy really in any season. Um, right. That's what I would be saying, but you can definitely count on four touchdowns. It's that is, yeah. Such a small number. I know. And I think the Broncos insane. are going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns this year. Right. And this is the other area where applying the Broncos numbers from last year to Judy, especially, and even KJ Hamler to some extent, um, isn't really accurate. The Broncos haven't had this kind of big play ability at the wide receiver position what like Sanders in his prime, like his first or second year as a Bronco. Even then, though, I don't know if Sanders was as likely to break off a big one the way Jerry Judy in 2020 is. Right. That's the other thing. Like, I'm talking about red zone touchdowns. Right. Jerry Judy might get one over the top. At least one. Oh, at least one. And, I mean, like, all we need is two broken tackles in 16 games to where, I mean, it really, he is one of those players who's going to find himself in positions where one broken tackle can be the difference between a five yard and a 60 yard touchdown. Oh, totally. And he is a juke machine, a yeah. jukebox, if you will. Right. Uh, like that's a, like, how about this? You swing the pat, you swing the ball out to here on this, you know, the 50 yard line, you swing the ball out to him to a bubble screen. He's got one guy to beat. He jukes him out. He's gone. Yes. 
that happened against Duke last year. Yeah, he has four. games against Michigan in the bowl game. That's all it takes is a deep crosser. One guy misses him. It's done. Yeah. And he, uh, like, yeah, I, uh, the Broncos are going to get this guy the ball in space because, you know, we talk about KJ Hamler and the four twos and, and Henry Ruggs. And you, you, you forget, this is a four, four, five, was it? Or is it four, four, one? I thought it was four, four, one. Yeah. Almost a four, four, flat. Okay. Either way. He's fast. He's really fast. Yes. Like he's not, you know, he's not some possession receiver. Um, you know, Keenan Allen is in the headlines all today because he thinks he's the best receiver in the AFC West. You can't and, tell I'm uh, rolling my eyes. He's a good route runner, really good route runner, but he's not as fast as uh, as Jerry Judy is. And and I I mean, I don't know. I said on the on the DNVR Broncos podcast today, it's not right now, but there's a chance that by the end of this season Keenan Allen would be the third best receiver on the Broncos. Hmm. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm going hard on him there. This is a guy yeah, who's, yeah. who's gone for 1300 yards in the season before. Yeah. Um, so he's proven, but he needs to just pipe down a little bit and let's not pretend like Tyree kill doesn't exist just because he's a terrible human. He does exist. He is a terrible human. Both those things are true. Nope. And he's the best receiver in the AFC West by a considerable margin, in my opinion. He's maybe the toughest receiver to match up against in the history of the league. I mean, if we're just being real about Tyree Kill and the kind of factor he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Jerry, the Jerry Rices of the world is probably like a word and Randy Moss. But I see what you're saying. When it comes to putting fear into opponents... And that's, to me, what, what this should be based on. You know, like, yeah. who do you want to face the least? Uh, it's like, it's like my, my strategy of always do what your opponents don't want you to do. Um, what, what, which team, which player do, do opponents want to face the least? It's Tyree Kill. Because literally no one has a guy fast enough to cover him. Yep. And he automatically forces you to dedicate two defenders to him. So you're already fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. I mean, so anyways, uh, Keenan Allen sit down uh okay three and a half though just just hammer it at minus 150 like that's Uh, still quite reasonable yeah yeah if it was minus 175 i'd be kind of bummed out which right right. and this is a good reminder if you're on there or if you're not on there this is a great reminder if you aren't on there why don't you go to DraftKings sportsbook now use the code dnvr when you sign up uh to get set up at DraftKings sportsbook and when you do that, you can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. When you use the code DNVR DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. You must be 21 or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus crowds a 25x playthrough, and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I was going to say, if you are on there or if you aren't on there and you want this, get it fast because we've had it happen when we put these up there. A little too much action comes on. Lines shift. Lines disappear. Um, So there's no guarantees on these things. Uh, And this one, to me, is juicy. Yeah. Juicy Judy. Yeah. As juicy as the Judy props get. And we've talked about several already this offseason. Andre, I have uh, breaking news here from the Twitter sphere. Mm. Um, you don't have to be scared. It's not bad news. 
which it seems like it would be. Uh, the Nuggets are on an 18-0 run in their scrimmage right now, and MPJ is thriving. Oh, my. I mean, <laughs> I guess we would have to be in this alternate reality that is uh, 2020 for Bull Bull and MPJ to be really reaching their full potential and making me, uh, you know, the happiest Nuggets fan in the world. Absolutely. So when you go to DraftKings Sportsbook, scroll, uh, go to NFL, yep. go over to player total, scroll all the way down to the side where Broncos specials are. And that's where you'll find all this. There's some more on there, but I don't want to bury the lead early. Uh, I don't think that's the right terminology I just used, but that's OK. We don't want to give it all away too soon. So we're going to yeah. we're going to hold on to it. OK, Dre, uh, as we move on here, what do you have for us? It's kind of a weird night tonight with not much action. Do you have anything going for tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow would be the play very that's why you're such a good co-host ryan tomorrow will be the play that's exactly right because yeah all the games are going on right now in the mlb and we don't really have too much going on in european sports which makes me so sad it was weird waking up and not having like a parlay to put together this morning with italian games and epl or what have you but I know big stuff is coming up, so just bear with me. Well, anything you like on the MLB side? This is my next trick is going to be putting together um, some props for the MLB. Yeah, obviously we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the MLB stuff tomorrow on the show because we'll be on before the Rockies come on. Am I right there? Yeah, 6-10 yes, yes. game, so we'll be able to talk about a lot more. We'll get into the pitching matchup uh, and that sort of thing tomorrow. So it's really... A little bit slim pickings out there right now, Dre. Um, yeah, it is because, of course, we don't have a ton of lines for tomorrow's MLB games either. Um, you know, there's a lot of live betting going on now. With the uh, yeah, maybe we're uh, maybe we're forced to stay put with our plus seven and plus eight units lines, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, this man. is the first in show history. Do you want to talk quickly about these NBA restart props? Uh, we'll get more into them as we get sure, closer. Sure. But, man, uh, there is a uh, a lot of juicy NBA restart props that they're doing here as yeah. we inch closer to the Nuggets tipping off on Saturday for their first game in the restart. Yeah, I mean, the best one of the bunch is you can basically bet on every team, on any of every team of the first game that every team is playing and you're getting plus 500 odds on it. So you put, I think it's a $20 max and you're going to win a hundred by just betting the money line. So uh, that's a really juicy one. And there are some nice games to pick, but it's as juicy as it is. It's a bit of a trickier one because, you know, you've got one game to pick from and these are the best teams in the NBA there aren't a ton of scrubs to pick from. Uh, the scrubs that are there are kind of playing other scrubs. And so, yeah, this that's a really fun one. Though. I mean, that's basically free money if you just play it right. It is. And should we wait to talk about what team we're going in on there? I think we've settled in. I think we're both in agreement here, huh? Okay, let's we'll t we'll talk about that a little more. There's another one here which we haven't come to an agreement on yet. No. I don't think. Uh, NBA scoring special three days to go place a $50 spread bet on an opening night NBA game and get $3 for each $3 of a free bet for each three pointer your team hits. Now we've come down to three teams here, the Pelicans, 
the Rockets and the Mavs all make over 14 three-pointers per game uh, and, you know, are easily liable to go for 20 on any given night. Right. Um, and so we're going to pick out of those three, but we have not decided yet, mm-hmm. I don't think, mm-hmm. on which one we're going to take. No, we've got our eyes on the Lone Star State and uh, tough one to figure out there because I think the the threes you'll be you're basically splitting the difference. So you really want the winner. And that's essentially a pick game. Right. That's oh. hmm. ah, yeah. in there, too, Ryan. That's tough. That's, that's that one's really got me in my mind in a in a knot trying to figure out where I want to go in that way. Um, OK, and then I think there's actually one more. Yeah, uh, it's bet $25 on any team to win the NBA championship mm-hmm. uh, and get a $25 free bet to use on any game uh, in the in the opening weekend there. Right. So, yeah. so a lot yeah. of different stuff there. We'll talk a lot more about it. But for now, I think we're just going to take our winnings from the weekend and plop it on to Jerry Judy over three and a half. Yep, pretty much. I think that's the right call. All right. Well, with, with that in mind... It's going to wrap it up for us. No action today. It feels weird, but you know what? When it's not there, it's not there. We'll talk a lot uh, about what we're going to do with the Rockies tomorrow night, uh, and we'll get back on the the MLB horse as we are hot Mm -hmm. to start the season. So uh, thanks for riding with us today, and we will talk to you tomorrow on DNVR Bets Daily.